Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Money, Life, and Mint podcast, personal growth for your work, life, and money. My name is Kimberly, and I'm a career coach for millennials in the public sector, and I specialize in helping women overcome imposter syndrome to break out of their dead-end jobs and into careers that they feel unqualified for and really live up to their career potential. I'm here to help you develop the personal growth skills to meaningfully make and manage your money to create work-life balance. How? By tackling the self-doubt, imposter syndrome, and procrastination habits that are holding you back. And today, we're going to be talking about what to do if you hate your job and cannot quit. We all end up in jobs that are not the right fit for us. It happens. And even if you do not quote unquote, hate your job. I know that's a really strong word. I really invite you to listen to this episode if you feel unhappy, unfulfilled, unsatisfied, or even just stuck at your job. I truly get it because I have been there. That's why I'm a career coach for women who want to break out of their imposter syndrome and self-doubt and into fulfilling careers. Sometimes the worst thing about a job is knowing that you are not living up to your career potential. So if you are in that position, this is the episode for you. And I'm really going to walk you through the stages and how to transition into a job, into leaving a job you hate, and how to keep yourself accountable along the way. However, if you are looking for more help, I want to remind you that my one-on-one career coaching program will be opening up publicly on Sunday, November 29th, 2020. Up until now, I've only been working with career coaching clients that have come to me privately for help, but I really want to give the opportunity to the rest of the community to work with me as well before the program is bucked up again. I will be providing more details on November 29th, but if you are interested, please let me know ASAP. I'm on Millennial Life Admin on Instagram, and my email is Kimberly at MillennialLifeAdmin.com. Both are always included in the show notes. There will be a very special promotion for the first week, so really look out for it. But for now, let's get back to the episode. You might hate your job or be unhappy in your job for uh, many reasons. It could be the boss, the environment, or the career path itself. It can be easy to feel trapped into a toxic job or environment. And sometimes it might not even be anything physical about the job itself. Some of the worst jobs I was actually in were really comfortable, but I wasn't growing at all. Whatever it might be, you are not stuck. I know it can feel that way because I've been there. It can especially feel like you are trapped because you are committed into a certain career path and you've invested a certain level of education and you don't want to waste your previous experience or degree. But I'm here to help you show you that, you know, career change is possible at any level, at any stage and at any age. However, I do not believe that everyone can just quit their job without a backup plan. I know there's so much advice out there to just, you know, quit your job and start an online business or join an MLM. No matter how unhappy you are, please do not join an MLM. It is not worth it. But, you know, you might not be in that circumstance, but, you know, if you can quit your job and be financially secure, that's great too. 
Not everyone has that privilege, though. And if you have an emergency fund or a family or partner to support you, I really do think that there is a time and place to um, quit your job abruptly. No job is worth, you know, your mental or physical health, but it does come at, you know, a privilege. And I can really say that because I've been there. I used to live with my family and I did a lot of career changes while I was living with my family. And although I was never not working, I could have quit my job if it got really, really bad and still have, you know, food and a warm place to sleep. And now I live with my partner who could potentially um, financially support us for a while if I really needed to quit a job without a backup plan. But one of the big things that has really helped me is actually now right now I have an emergency fund. So if I really needed to quit my job, for whatever reason, I do have that. And that's why an emergency fund is so important in case you need to abruptly leave your job. And if you do not have an emergency fund after listening to this episode, please listen to episode two on the four strategies that helped me go from zero to 10K in my emergency fund. I know I mentioned it in almost every episode, but it's so foundational and having an emergency fund is so important. However, in this episode, we are really going to focus on, you know, that those jobs that you hate and you are unhappy in, but you don't know how to get out. Like it's not so, so toxic. It's not so, so bad that you have to leave tomorrow, but you do not want to be there for the long term. So what can you do if you hate your job and can't quit? A lot. So let's get started. So the first thing that you should do if you hate your job and you can't quit is list all the things you like about your workplace. That's right. I said like, okay, because It is really important to work on your mindset before you leave a career or how you view um, a job. And chances are not everything about your job is terrible, right? Like I'd said before, if it really got to a place where it was so bad that you had to quit for mental health issues, that's a different story. I'm not advising anyone to stay in a super toxic environment. However, if you're just in a place where you are unhappy and you don't like your job, you have to first look at what you liked about your job because you accepted the job for a reason. And it can be something like a salary. You know, one of the most important things when um, you need to look at when you hate your job is actually taking back the responsibility of accepting and working in this job. You don't have to go to work. I know that sounds really weird to say it out loud, but lots of people don't go to work, right? But chances are that the work and the job that you do brings you something like a salary. And before you start ranting and venting about, you know, your job to everyone you know, because I have been that person, think of all the things that you you are currently grateful for, especially during a time like COVID. And the reason why it's so important to start off your um, uh, looking at what you can do when you hate your job with this is that you have to address the mindset so that you can take all of the next actions that I'm going to list in this episode with um, a place of gratitude and also not a place of desperation. So here are some of my things that you might like about your workplace. The salary, you know, a job provides us with money. 
that allows us to buy food and have a warm home and spend time with friends and family and um, be financially secure in certain ways. So if when you are listing out all the things you like about your workplace, you can list your salary, you can list the money that it brings and the joy that it brings to you. I don't demonize that. Um, and if you've listened to other episodes in the podcast, I don't um, try to antagonize the concept of money and just being like, oh, money doesn't matter. Like money isn't everything, but it's such an important component of our lives. So it's okay to be grateful for the salary. Another thing that you can list that you might like about your workplace is your coworkers. And while you might not like your boss or certain coworkers, there might be one or two coworkers that you do really like, right? And you value their friendship and they might be coming from the same kind of mindset that you are, that they want to leave, but they don't know how, and they're not in the place to. So you can say that you really enjoy spending um, time with certain coworkers. I've actually stayed in a for a very long time in a job simply because of the people like and just even though the job itself pretty much sucked and the management wasn't great i loved my coworkers, and i'm still friends with them to this day and it's been like 10 years um so you can like a job for the coworkers. another thing that you might like about your workplace is the type of work you do or the projects you get to work on and the impact you bring. So if you are working in something like a nonprofit, even though you don't really like other aspects of your job, you might really, really like being able to work and serve with um, a, a community and in your community clientele and the people you get to help every single day, right? And the impact that you're making in their lives. So even though you don't like the job itself or you're unhappy, you might really like your clients or the people that you serve. And you can also just like things like office snacks. <laughs> like when we're listing out all the things that we're grateful and we like about our jobs, you don't have to just list out the tangible big things. You can say, I like my desk. I like my um, uh, the food that I'm surrounded by, right? I like that it's low stress, even though it's super comfortable, at least it's not toxic, right? You can list all of these small things. I actually remember one of my jobs um, that I worked in that was like a temporary contract. They wouldn't let us um, um, order pens. Like they were so strict on the stationery that, um, they wouldn't like, wouldn't allow us to have certain types of pens and certain types of, um, notebooks and things like that. So when I moved into ironically, another department within the same organization, they're like, yeah, just order the pens you like, just order whatever you need for your office, whatever kind of paper clips or um, notebooks you like. And I'm like, still like so grateful now, even sometimes when I'm in a job and I'm like, at least I get to order the type of pens and notebooks that I like at my job. It can be anything. So now that we spent all this time working on the mindset, let's start getting into the nitty gritty of it. So the second thing you can do if you don't like your job is list out all the things you do not like about your workplace. After you've gone through, you know, the, um, what you're grateful for coming from this from a place of gratitude and putting yourself in that kind of frame. It's time to understand the root cause of why you hate your job and what about it that actually makes you unhappy. Because as you listed before, it's not everything. And as we had talked about in the first point, 
you accepted this job for a reason, right? So start listing all the things you don't like about your workplace, but instead of listing out generic statements like my boss is terrible that are, that are phrased as facts, list them out how it makes you feel. For example, I don't like my workplace because my boss makes me feel makes me feel small and micromanages every one of my tasks and makes me feel like um, uh, that I'm not capable of this job. Or I don't like my workplace because my everyday tasks are too administrative, they're too mundane, they're too routine, and I feel bored and I feel unfulfilled. Or I don't like my workplace because I feel too comfortable and I'm not I don't, I feel like I'm not living up to my career potential. Those are things that you can list out that you don't like about your workplace. And it's really, really important to differentiate the statements from fact to feeling, because that way you can look at the work objectively when you are evaluating your job. And the point of this is also really to understand why you don't like your workplace. Was it because You know, you went into this industry and career because that's what you've studied and you had a different perception. I know so many people who had a different perception of what their career would be like in like university when they were studying it. And the actual ramifications were different when they actually went into the job. And this is something I coach my clients on a lot is that you have to look at the lifestyle a job creates as well, not just the salary, because There are a lot of jobs out there that sound so wonderful, sound so great until you look at the lifestyle it entails and how it seeps into other parts. For example, being a doctor or a lawyer, amazing. That's amazing work to do. That was a lot of school that you had to do. That was a lot of education that you had to take in. But those jobs are regularly very high stress. They're very demanding and usually they are very time consuming and that can affect a person's personal life. And if you are in that career path, because that is what fulfills you, that's what motivates you, you want to help the world, that's great, right? But if that doesn't do it for you, then that could be the reason you hate or on your job or or unhappy with it. And the point of this whole exercise is to understand what you don't like about your job. So you don't move from one bad job to another bad job. And I like, coach my clients on no lateral career moves okay we're not doing the lateral stuff okay we're not just trying to get by and i understand there's a time and place for a lateral career move again that's usually when it's so toxic that you need to get out right away but you have to understand that if you're going to be like uh let's just say an accounting or a a finance assistant or something like that at one job if you're just going to do the same thing at a next um another company, it might be very similar. And if you don't get to the root cause of it, you you might still be unhappy. Like maybe if you moved from one job to another job, the management's different, the people are nicer, the work schedule is easier or something like that and it fits with your lifestyle. But if you don't actually like the work itself, then you're still going to be unhappy and you're still at the end of the day going to hate your job. That's why it's so important in this section to list the things that you do not like about your workplace because we are moving on and you once you write down what you like and you do not like it is such a cathartic release trust me it is a great exercise to go through it 
and really think about deep down why you don't like your job. Okay, now the third thing that you need to do when you do not like your job is set a deadline for yourself when you are going to leave. This job is going to have an end date. And I know at the beginning I said, and also the title of this podcast is what you can do, what to do if you hate your job and can't quit. But you can't quit immediately, but it is something in the future and you need to set that as a deadline for yourself. I've been in the type of person who was super unhappy at a job, but I wouldn't leave. And I was the type of person that would complain to everyone, but I would still stay at my job. And after you realize you don't like your job, you need to create a de- realistic deadline of when you can leave. And the reason why this is so important to like self-actualize th- throughout this whole um, uh, process is that a lot of people let like let things bottle up, you know, they keep going on with jobs that they don't like and then it explodes and then you have to leave and something big happens and you're like, I got to get out of here right now and I got to quit next week. Right. And that's when it's kind of too late. So if you realize you're unhappy and you hate your job, you're going to plan it out and you're going to set a deadline for yourself. What this does is it allows you kind of like a release um, because you know that this job isn't forever. So maybe you're unhappy, but you're able to kind of relax in the sense that you can say, hey, this is not forever. I'm going to have a plan and I'm going to leave by this date. And again, you probably can't quit next week, but maybe in a month maybe in three months or six months, depending, you know, on your projects and your industry. I work in government, so hiring takes forever. But, you know, really create a deadline that works for you and also works for, you know, your personal finance situation as well. So you might not have an emergency fund right now. Let's start working on it. Listen to episode two if you need some help. And What you can do is eventually you will have an emergency fund and maybe that is when your deadline can be, right? So if you couldn't find a job by that time, you would still be able to quit if you really, really needed to because you have security, right? Or if it took a little bit longer than you thought, you still have that um, backup plan. So something that really helped me quit and stick to a deadline is actually to create an affirmation. When I really wanted to quit my job, and I did, I've done this twice actually, and I know this sounds like very woo-woo and very like manifestation law of attraction-like, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not in super into manifestation, but I do believe in the law of attraction and really putting out into the world what you want, right? And just t- really being affirming it with at the end of the day yourself. So I have notebooks actually where I would write out, I think it was like 18 times a day, but you can do it like 10 times a day of when I was going to leave my job. And both times that I did it, I actually left before that date, like around or before that date. And what I wrote was I will celebrate my last day at this job by X date. And it's really important to write when you make affirmations to phrase it in a certain type of way. So I wanted to say I will celebrate because this is going to be something I wanted. I'm not getting fired. I'm not going to be um, quitting on really bad terms. I'm going to be celebrating. Something good is going to happen. My last day and then at this job 
by X date. So I gave myself an X date and I know it can feel weird to write down affirmations if you're not used to it, but not only do affirmations help you create the right mindset, it helps keep you focused. We all know the person who said they would quit their job and two years later, they are still there. I was that person at one point. So by creating a deadline and writing it about every day, that's what kept me focused on my job search. That's what kept me focused on my leads. Like I I, I kept saying, okay, I'm going to write this every single day. And that means at that point, um, some point of that day, I'll be like, oh yeah, I have to work on leaving. I have this, I got to keep going with the plan because a lot of times when you work in a job you hate it can be very up and down like it can be like oh this isn't so bad right I could stay a little bit longer and then you kind of circle into the um the really bad parts and the stressful parts you're like oh why did I stay I want to leave right now and again that's coming from a point of desperation which is not what I want us to be doing I really think that it's important to come from a place of gratitude and a place of objective planning and, you know, assessment of what a career really, um, what you want from your next career. So I really recommend that you set a deadline and write that affirmation every single day. It will keep you focused on your job search and the end goal. All right. So the next thing you can do if you hate your job is really to create an exit strategy. And that's kind of what we've been doing the whole time. But now we're going to get to the nitty gritty of it. Now that you know why you're unhappy, you set the deadline, you're going to start needing to look at either a new career path or a new workplace if you like your industry. And it is actually the environment that makes you unhappy. And again, that goes back to number two, when we were listing why a job makes as unhappy, this is what we're referring back to. So start researching other careers and companies and list out a plan. You're going to quit by this date. Now, where will you go? Will you be taking a financial hit if you go to a new industry and you might not be making the same salary you do as now? What does your finances look like? You also have to assess your environment. Do you want to work from home, right? Because remote jobs are a thing now with COVID. So it's really important to start creating a work plan and assess what you want from your new job. And then create an exit strategy with the timeline you have given yourself. List out your new career, what skills are required, and what your ideal environment and workplace is. This is what we're going to start working off of. And then the fifth thing that you do after this is you look for development opportunities at your current job. So we are still working the job, right? We're, we're not quitting yet. We haven't quit. Um, but you have to learn how to make the most of your current job. And again, I want to reassure you that when you set the deadline, when you create this plan, you start hating your job less just because you know that this isn't going to be forever. Having that plan is such a reassurance and it does so much for your mental health by saying, hey, this is going to end and we're going to, this is how we're going to do it, right? So now that you, you know, look at, you can see where you're going and how, where, what direction you're going on into, you have to look at um, development opportunities and trainings in order to get to that new place or new job, right? And if you are looking for a very similar job in the same industry, you have to start, you know, working on projects that really 
highlights your achievements and start making you look really good. So I'm a career coach that specializes in helping women overcome their imposter syndrome so they can stop being, you know, the admin, the assistant, the um, job, the dead end job they don't want so that they can live up to their career potential. And one of the things I really coach my clients through is letting go of the people pleasing in their job so that they can focus on getting ahead. And this aspect of career strategy and career planning, like that last part, like number four, and now this point as well, is what I really, really help my clients on is that when you are going and looking for new development job opportunities, right? It can be really hard because you might know like, oh, I need to work on this skill or I need to do this type of thing. But then you're like, oh, but I'm so overwhelmed at work. And a lot of the times we, um, if you're like me and you have imposter syndrome, you're also a high achiever and a people please pleaser. And usually you think of yourself last. So when I'm asking you to create a career work plan and then think of yourself and put yourself first, it can be difficult because you always want to put other people first, right? However, when you are looking at creating and developing this plan, you really need to be able to put your future career and future job before everyone else. Because like we, I said, we have that deadline, we have this plan, you need to prioritize it. So what I advise my clients to do is really to identify which tasks at work just need to be done. No, not every email needs to be worded perfectly. It just needs to be sent, right? And especially, this is especially important when you are planning to leave your job. And again, you have that date, you're like, I'm not going to be here forever. Focus on the developments and trainings the workplace offers and all the benefits they have, instead of trying to, you know, advance yourself in this career, like in this specific company, because you've identified the fact that you don't want to be here anymore. Right? So then really look at how you can get ahead. If you know, your company or organization doesn't offer any training or development opportunities, make sure to focus on projects that will develop the skills that you like and want to use when you leave. It may seem selfish, but putting your career first is not selfish. You are valuing your worth and your mental health and the future version of yourself is going to thank you so much for this. I talk a lot about the future version, like how I um, would envision future Kim and what she would tell me now. She would tell me to really put my career first so I don't end up miserable for the next five to 10 years. So really think about how you can benefit the future version of yourself. And the next thing to do, so this is step number six, is to update your resume and start your job search. Now that you want to, now that you know you want to leave, it's time to start your job search. Make sure you refer back to your career work plan and list the things you do and do not like your job and to make sure it aligns with your values. Now, I'm not going to go into a lot on this um, episode because like literally millennialifeandmin.com is filled with resume advice, with job search advice. There's so many articles. There's podcast episodes that I've done as well, like for interviews and things like that. So this is, I'm not going to get into it because this is like literally the whole the whole podcast itself, right? Um, so 
I'm going to list a lot of things in the show notes and some articles to get you started. I will mention the one tool that is like the most popular tool on millennialifeandmin.com. I get so much incredible feedback on it is actually my job application tracker. Now, if you are starting to apply for jobs, it can be really hard to organize your thoughts and you know, you might have a million tabs open. That's what I used to do. So I created this job application tracker for myself actually, and it's become very popular on the website. I think it has over 500 downloads. So if you are looking to um, start on your job search, please um, download that job search tracker. It is absolutely free and you can find it in the show notes and in the website as well. So that's the sixth thing that you can do. The seventh is really to expand your network. So are you starting to, as you're starting to um, embark on your job search, make sure to network with industry professionals. Not only is networking beneficial to your job search, but it will also help you get an idea of what other careers and companies are alike. You can request informational um, interviews from industry professionals on LinkedIn. And don't forget though, to update your LinkedIn profile as you are doing this, right? Again, this is a part of that work plan. That's a part of the deadline. And I have, um, again, uh, a blog post, an article on millennialifeadmin.com about how you know, the 10 steps you need to take to create the perfect LinkedIn profile and LinkedIn mistakes that you need to look out for as well. And that's also an episode. I don't remember what which one it is right now, but it will be in the show notes. So really look at expanding your network and leveraging areas like LinkedIn. And the last thing you can do if you hate your job and you cannot quit, or if you're just really unhappy, is start a side project. If you're looking to start a new career, you might need to develop a certain skill, like if you're looking to go into coding or marketing, right? So try starting a side project to develop that skill. And even if you like your current industry and you're fine, you just need to be able to move out of that current um, environment. It is also really important to remember that you need to have hobbies and passions outside of work. And so your side project or hobby can be a creative outlet. That is what I did with MLA. MLA was my escape for a while. And it was my creative escape from a job that I felt was very administrative. I was just always someone's assistant. So I never got to be able to explore that creative side of myself through my writing. I also worked as a um, freelance writer in case you don't know, but also this podcast. I'm now I'm a podcast host. I do a lot on my Instagram and with my email list as well. And I've learned so much about marketing, right? So MLA was my creative outlet. And then it turned actually into my side business as I started career coaching. And it doesn't have to be that way. It can't, you can turn obviously a side project into a side business, but when you are just, you know, when you're hating your job, it's important to also explore different options, right? And as you are looking for a new job, or or if you even if you want to turn your side um, project into a side business, it's just really important to have creative outlets and passion projects. And it doesn't always have to be something online. It can be something art related. I know people who do pottery. My best friend does stained glass, which is crazy. And she's so talented. And I also created like a side project 
um, that was health related. And I had um, a mission to actually and a goal to run a half marathon. And that was my almost my outlet. And it was my mental health outlet for my job at that point, because it allowed me to work towards a goal that, okay, it's not monetized in any way, right? And actually not even, I mean, running, it's very healthy, like having a cardio active lifestyle is good for you. But just having that goal that I was working towards outside of work and having my self worth not put into my career made it easier. Because when you're unhappy at your job, at least that's you with through creative projects and side projects, that you know that that's not all you are. So even if I was unhappy, I was like, I'm still working towards this other goal, even if I feel like I'm at a dead end in my current job. Does that make sense? I hope that you have found this episode helpful. Again, I've hated my job before. And I think I'm going to probably do an episode because this is going to get way too long about like the worst job I've ever been in. And I'm going to spoil it a little bit here. But the worst job I've ever had was actually not because of the um, people. I've had a manager that used to make people cry. And I don't actually qualify that as my worst job. It was when I accepted a job for a title and it was extremely the wrong fit for me. And so I hope that you I hope find this episode helpful. I know I would have found it super helpful because I've been in your situation and I this is the stuff I wish someone would have told me. And that's a lot of this, what the podcast is about is me telling the past version myself that when I really hated my job, I really should have listened. And I wish I had done this kind of stuff earlier. I stayed at jobs that I didn't like. And on career paths, I didn't like for far too long because I started accepting it and thinking that this was all there was to life. And I wasn't living up to my career potential at all. And that's what in this episode I really talked about is that, you know, that cycle of you are like, oh, you're this, I don't like my job, but it's not so bad. And then you move into, oh, my God, I hate this job. I want to leave now. And it like this is how you break the cycle. So to recap on everything we spoke about in this episode, the first thing you need to do if you do not like your job and hate it and it makes you unhappy is list out all the things you like about your workplace so that you can move and take action from a gratitude mindset. The next is to list out all the things you don't like about your workplace so you can evaluate and assess why you don't like it and what you want from your next job or career. The fourth is to set a deadline. And like I mentioned, um, you know, to leave. And like I mentioned before, you can create an affirmation because that's what I did. My affirmation was I will celebrate my last day at this job by X. The fourth is to create an exit strategy. Really create your work plan. What now that you know why you want to quit, when you're going to quit, where are you going to go from here? And then number five is to look for development opportunities at your current job. And number six is to update your resume and really start on your job search. And number seven is to expand your network. And number eight is also really to start a side project because you need a creative outlet and your side project can turn into a side business if that's where your your career wants to go or it can just be your mental health outlet as well like for me it was running a half marathon so anyways i will let you go now i think i've babbled long enough in this episode although it's not as long as i thought it would be so i'm pretty proud um 
But before I go, I really want to also remind you that my one-on-one career coaching program will be opening up at the end of November 2020. So If you found this episode helpful and if you're ready to break into the next level of your career without imposter syndrome holding you back and really wanting to work on that career um, plan, that roadmap, and finding and assessing what is the right career for you, make sure to check back for details at the end of the month. I will be putting out a special podcast episode that will have all of the information regarding the program. However, if you are interested and want to be on the wait list for it, you can also email me um, or send me a DM. I'm at Millennial Life Admin on Instagram, and my email is always in the show notes. It's Kimberly at MillennialLifeAdmin.com. Thank you, as always, so much for listening. I super appreciate it. And as always, happy saving and spending. If you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Money on Life and Men podcast, I highly encourage you to leave a review or rating on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. This helps more people discover the podcast and become a part of this community. Remember, we're all figuring out this work-life money thing together.